ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. If the trend continues, thousands more Australians will head to the movies in coming days to lay their eyes on Barbie. But what does the frenzy over the film say about our culture, consumerism and feminism? Today, TV and film critic Wendley Ma on why a movie about a plastic doll's got us all talking. And don't worry, if you haven't seen it yet, there are no spoilers ahead. Wenli Barbie. It's causing quite the stir. I was pretty amazed when I turned up to it and the cinema was just heaving with people and lots of them were wearing pink. There's a lot of hype around this movie. There is, and it's been hyped for months. We're going to be talking about this for years. Yep. It's going to be, oh my God, remember that Barbie movie that everyone sang songs for, all the cast? I was very much a Barbie kid, so... Yeah, very much excited to have some childhood nostalgia. Iconic. Yeah, we love Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think this is happening, Wenley? Why the hype? Why the excitement? Are we just all kind of feeding off each other at this point? Oh, absolutely. There is definitely the phenomenon where it's, you know, fear of missing out, your neighbour, your friends, they're all getting really excited. Why shouldn't you get excited too? I down and I'm like, this actually looks really good and I'm willing to actually go to the cinema to see it. So, yeah. I do think still, even though we have come out of COVID for a while now, we have missed these sort of collective cultural moments. I mean, audiences are fragmenting across different platforms, everyone's watching different shows at different times. It's really rare that we get to come together for something and then to be part of it, it, there's just an adrenaline, a high out of it. I remember the moment in uh, 2019 when Greta Gerwig, the director and co-writer and her writing and life partner, Noah Baumbach, were announced as writing a script for a movie based on Barbie. And I remember thinking this was the most strange combination mm-hmm. because Greta had at that point done Little Women. She had made Lady Bird. And, uh, and I just thought, wow, that's you know, something that I would definitely be interested in because I hadn't thought about Barbie or considered Barbie for a few decades. And I remember, yeah, thinking after I'd been a kid, like, this is a really divisive and not helpful figure. Yes. So for them to then go, Greta Gerwig is going to make this movie. And I just thought if there was anyone who was going to be able to do a really interesting take on it, it would be her. And she did. Yes, yes, exactly. Let's talk a bit more about her in a moment and what she really set out to do in this film. What culturally do you think it says about us, if anything? I mean, we still like things that are familiar. I mean, Barbie is a 60-something-year-old doll. Everyone has some sort of association with it. We like things that are pretty. I mean, let's, you know, not beat around the bush. It's pink. It's fun. It's an explosion of colour and jokes and song and dance. Hey, Barbie. Can I come to your house tonight? Sure. I don't have anything big planned, just a giant blowout party with all the Barbies and plant choreography and a bespoke song. You should stop by. So cool. 
Those are all really cool things what we can get behind. We've had a lot of grimness. We've had a lot of dourness. Yes. This is actually just something that you can take a moment out from your life and go, I can invest in something that is just pure enjoyment and joy while knowing that it's actually not all that frivolous, that it is going to get into these other issues that are deeper and do speak to where we are. Mm, And it's breaking records, isn't it? Oh, it is breaking records. In Australia, in the first, uh, in the opening weekend, it made $21.5 million. That's almost, no, it is more than double the former biggest opening weekend of the year so far, which was the Super Mario Brothers movie, another sort of toy thing. Greta Gerwig, she now holds the record for the biggest opening weekend for a female director, both in the US and in Australia and in a bunch of other territories around the world. And it's just like, yeah, if it's going to happen to someone, I think I'm really glad it's her. Mm. And of course, our own Margot Robbie, aka Barbie. Aka Barbie. And Margot spearheaded this project from the beginning. It's her production company that made it. Uh, She chased after those rights and brought Greta on board. I thought it was a big and exciting opportunity. The word Barbie is just already globally recognised. It's... And people feel really strongly about Barbie. She was always, she was kind of omnipresent, I think, Mm in nearly everyone's childhood. And that's just kind of an interesting place to start off with an audience. Okay, so it's a popular movie, there's no doubt about it, but it's also caused a lot of debate about whether this is actually a feminist film or a mega marketing tool for Barbie and its maker, Mattel. I think it is both, and I Mm -hmm. think you can hold both of those truths in one hand. It is hard to separate Barbie out from the fact that it is made by this multinational company who are going to sell you know, hundreds, probably a hundred million more Barbie dolls there is in the marketing campaign, which has been just so huge. You know, there are tie-ups with burger chains. You can get a pink burger, which looks horrific. You can get Barbie branded uh, electric toothbrushes, nail polish, makeup. But then the movie came out itself and the conversation's been able to shift to Mm. actually it was worth the hype. I mean, not everyone loves it. Not everyone's going to love everything, but it seems like at least the consensus is that this is actually both a good movie and something that makes me feel warm and fuzzy, like a big hug. Okay. Doesn't scream feminism, that sort of explanation, but of course, Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig, they certainly argue it is. They spoke to Sarah Ferguson, the host of 7.30. Most certainly is a feminist film. Can you explain that? Why? How how so? I think it belongs to the film because I think it's, um, Barbie is like an icon that she exists in the the both and, not the either or. She's not either good or bad or, you know, what is the negotiation of what women need to be and um, how to give them something other than a tightrope to walk on is how it feels feminist to me. So what is feminist about this film in your view? To me, it is feminist. I mean, it is not a subtle uh, rendering of feminism. It's, it does actually bang you over the head with it a little bit, mm. and f- I appreciated that. There is a lot of discussion here about what it means to be a woman in 2023 and all the inherent contradictions in the expectations and what you're kind of up against. There's a lot of talk about patriarchy. There is an entire storyline that plays out about how that could manifest and how that does manifest. Uh, there are even scenes where Barbie shows up in the Mattel boardroom, which uh, I mean, Will Ferrell plays the fiction 
fictional Mattel CEO. And she's like, I'm looking for the woman in charge. Mm. And he's like, I'm the CEO. She's like, what about your CFO? What about your, you know, chief operating officer? And it is a boardroom full of men. Like it's not a subtle point, but it is a point where I see that scene and I just go, yes, yes, this is real life experience. These are things that I have encountered. I have seen that has happened to me, to my friends, to my sister. And then you go, this is absolutely encapsulating what it feels like to be a woman Mm. in Western society in 2023 and kind of actually does sort of scream through like it, it, there are nuances in it that you realize later on as you're thinking about them, like that is, you know, a pithy joke or a, a very smart quip over here. And it's doing a lot of things that is actually for a commercial movie, oddly subversive. Yeah, and you've seen it twice. I've seen it twice. (laughs) Okay, I must say though, and as you mentioned before, when you think of Barbie the toy, the doll, I've never, ever thought of that as being a feminist icon, ever. No, and I remember playing with Barbie when I was a kid and uh, and then, yeah, going into your teenage years and, and going, oh, Barbie's not feminist, it's sexist. It's placing all of these expectations on female bodies and what we can and can't be. And it is really only in the discussion around the Barbie movie where people have pointed out, it's like, well, you know, Barbie actually lives by herself. She usually has careers. She's not a mother. Like, these are things that we've come to recognise as, you know, choices that women can now make and Mm. hopefully without the same onerous judgement that used to come with it. And I was like, oh, wow, I never thought about that. It's, It's not playing house like happy families when you're a kid. It is showing this other option. I mean, it is still wrapped up in this idea that there are, of course, still uh, very unrealistic expectations in the actual physicality of Barbie. Yes, of course. And the movie takes some steps in showing different kinds of Barbies, both on, based on race and body types. You know, there's a Barbie in a wheelchair. There is a transgender actor who plays one of the key Barbies as well. But I'm not sure that's necessarily reflected in the doll line. But having said that, I've not bought a Barbie doll in 30 years. So um, yes. I think they have come a little way. But I guess the question is just whether or not it's doing enough. And I'm not sure we should ever maybe expect a toy company to do enough on that point. Mm. A lot of it is symbolism, but symbolism can be helpful and important sometimes. Yeah, sure. When, Lee, there is the counter-argument, of course, that this movie has absolutely nothing to do with feminism at all, and there are actually some women who have taken quite offence to it. And I totally get that because I think feminism means different things to different mm. people. But I do also look at the fact that there are lots of sort of ultra right wing men's groups and uh, figures who are decrying it as, you know, this man hating movie that mm. no kid should ever be exposed to. When I go, that's kind of a victory. Yes. <laughs> who are these men? <laughs> well, I mean, Elon Musk is not a fan, neither was Piers Morgan. <laughs> when I hear the word patriarchy, as often as it's said in this movie, immediately I'm like, here we go again. Here we go again. Right, okay, all right. So whether you think the Barbie film is a feminist film or the Barbie doll as a feminist icon, Barbie now is well and truly a word we're seeing a lot of, I mean a lot of. What does that say about us, do you think, and about pop culture? I think it does kind of 
allow us to look at these or revisit these icons that have been really formative to our own childhood and growing up. And it does exist in the popular consciousness. And every time there is a conversation where we do re-examine and rediscover these icons and go, well, this is what that thing meant to me when I was a kid and this is what it means to me now. I mean, that always sparks different conversations in the same way that the movie has sparked these conversations of what is feminism? Can What is this form of commercial mass market feminism that this movie is making? It mm. obviously has this power to delve deeper into these other conversations we're having about whether or not it is crass commercialism, whether or not it's enough to be feminist and just wearing pink uh, as if you're declaring, you know, your philosophy just because you're in hot pink at a movie buying a ticket to see Barbie. Mm. Or if, you know, there are different conversations you can spark with your friends, with your partners, with your sons and with your friends' sons about what it actually means to be a woman in 2023 and how does this weird little movie or now weird enormous movie kind of play into it. Yeah, okay. And Wendley, are you going to go again? Tell me a third time. Look, there may be a friend who said, if I can't find anyone else to go with, can you come with me? And I did not so begrudgingly say, of course I will. Wendley Ma is a TV and film critic and fill-in co-host of the Stop Everything podcast. This episode was produced by Veronica App App and Sam Dunn, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is David Cody. Over the weekend, catch This Week with Sarah Dingle, where she'll be looking at the protests in Israel. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again on Monday. Thanks for listening.